people, your dreams have now been fulfilled. Wow. Get your ass up and let's get ill. Ill. That's right, y'all. You're more than rough. rough. We're calling you bluff. bluff. And when it comes to Like Darth Vader caps, they on stairs. While we rocking it, I rockin' it. Okay. Like a little ball inside the spray can. Providing three coats for both child, woman, and man. God bless the guard, lady streets, wall of wall it go. Ooh, 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 Yo, you got popped like a flick by that rivalry click. It went. Ooh, ooh, it ain't my fault, your ass is on the asphalt. Got your chin touched by my fan who thought you brought harm. You see, I'm iced out like a glass of tea. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, the South Congress podcast, fan by fan show for NBC's Emerald City. I am your returning host, Travis Bryant, and with me once again, bonus co-host duties. I guess your co-host extraordinaire, Richard Fan. Rich, what's happening? Not much, not much. Enjoying a good night, and happily my internet is working, or at least long enough for us to finish this up. Yeah, same same here. Maybe that's, uh, maybe something happening. Maybe they're, uh, nah, I'm not even going to go there. Um, I think big, big Podcast is trying to keep us down. I think that's, that is possibly the case. But we're here to discuss, what is this, episode four? Mm-hmm. Of Emerald City, Season 1, Episode 4, titled Science and Magic. Let's see, my guide. A lost girl finds Dorothy and Lucas. Meanwhile, the wizard exercises his power over uh, over the residents, uh, over the residents of a village. And Jack goes on a new path following a life-altering experience. So, if I would have read the guide, I would have, before I watched the show, I would have had an idea because I was, oh crap! Where the, well, the, wow, there's Jack. He's not, not dead, or at least not, uh, not all the way. Uh, but that was my the, the Jack story of this episode was probably my downer uh, of this episode. Uh, uh, another good episode, uh, but I thought they they moved they moved awfully fast with that particular story and we will get to that in our uh, scene breakdown here uh, thumbs up uh, thumbs down thumbs in the middle what you got for this episode uh, science and magic rich uh, I would say on the whole I, I would give it I mean we'll get to the numbers later I, I'd, I'd probably still give it a thumbs up yeah but it's not as high as the first three episodes yeah this was I don't want to say filler because it certainly moved things along. Uh, there were just aspects that moved either moved quickly or like with the little girl was just, I mean, literally out of nowhere. Like she just literally came out of nowhere and was like, what, what, what's this? Like what's happening? You, you know, hopefully everything like mapped on your map, like, oh, once you get to the end or once you start seeing the path clearer, things make sense. Like, I hope this 
statue-making little girl that we'll get to later uh, is, like, amounts to something good. Makes sense, you know. Uh, I did not get to watch this episode twice or even three times like I usually do. I actually only got to watch it once. Um, So I feel like I'm going to have to lean on you as far as how things went and how I, I forget things. Okay, uh, but I will have it on in the background, as I imagine uh, you will too. Yeah, I'm. I got it paused. In fact, right now. Yeah, have it paused. And Lucas is. Oh wow, has a chain around his neck, or 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 a, a clasp, and it's chained like a like a thing, bondage someone up with, and it looks like uh, magic or something is about to go up up his nose or in his mouth. I'll breathe it in. Do it. And this didn't happen in this episode, but it's the beginning. Oh, they do those kind of. Like the previously. No, no, no. This isn't even a pre. This is like a generic Emerald City. And they're showing all these different, you know, the hit Friday show or whatever. Up next. Oh, okay. And just to get you, but that didn't happen. This scene I have it paused on didn't happen. In this episode, uh oh, what? I'm sorry. I think I'm a, I'm a minute ahead of you because I don't think when my DVR records it, it records that interstitial period before the in between Grimm and yeah, that. It's basically the, the the ending credits of Grimm because yeah, yeah, assistant research producer Bridget Tolan, production assistant Wendell Knoll. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's the end of. So you literally get the the start. I guess as a as okay. So I have a TiVo. So I guess that's probably the difference. It starts at right. you know eight o'clock, and yeah, like that's when I'm looking right now. I'm going right back to the beginning. It's able to probably pinpoint being built in Comcast cable, Comcast but it's DVR. They're still playing it safe because it is the telltale end. So I got epic, romantic, and fantastical. Game of Thrones meets Oz. Beautiful and haunting out of this world. So I think this might be a new effect of... Yeah, I think this is a new thing with my... When they updated to the X1. That's there, but I never saw it. Because as soon as I hit start, it jumps to the part that actually is... The actual pinpointed start of the, the show. Yeah, that's cool. And you have the option, like, oh, no, no, I want to see what that was that was going off. Right. Like, you can. So, oh, that's all. I mean, that's a nice little feature. Yes. Again, of having the a downside is, I think, with yours, yeah. you don't get the emergency. Like, I think I had an episode of another show wiped out because there was a... Uh, Conflict. There was a emergency broadcast oh. that went through. So it was just a boop for like 10 minutes and then they're like right back. Yeah, no, it records all that. Yeah, on mine. If that were to happen, like while something was on, like I record days of our lives. So, you know, that that happens in the middle of the day sometimes or or Obama or say, you know. Yeah, Amber Alerts. Leave people, kids alone. Big, big press conference and mass shooting. You know, the world happening. Yeah. So, um, okay, let's, uh, yeah, we got our uh, previously on a show. Uh, just a quick uh, recap. 
they they reintroduce visually the the tribesmen, I guess you can Mm -hmm. call them, from episode one that found Dorothy and initially found which East's supposed at that time dead body. Right. So that's something to... Even though, again, he didn't show up in this episode, he is in the previews for next week's going to show up. Right. Then, so... I, I like that they didn't wait until he's actually set to show up to remind you, oh, this guy's, uh, you know, this guy's important. This guy's going to play another role. Yeah, and I think one of the things I've been struggling with, and maybe I'll throw it up tomorrow when uh, this gets published, I, I, we need a map. I don't need I don't need it to be full Game of Thrones animated. I do. But they need a map. Okay, I don't need animated, but I just need a full map. And I'm gonna try to find one because I if I I can't remember what book may have had it. So because it's. Oh, of this series, you mean? The, the yeah. Braun ones, or what's his name? Yeah, Bomb, yeah. Bomb. Because he has Oz, he has Ev, which is coming up next week. He has, uh, what's the other place we went to? Well, I can't remember. Each, oh, I guess Oz is, well, we've been the, to the to the east, the forest, and, you know. Right. Where it's cold and snowy. We've been to Emerald City. We've been to the east, which is you know her witch east mistress east hide out do we know these women's names these witches names besides glenda that's it that's the name glenda and then east is east west is west like we didn't miss it in like episode 1 where they were like oh Sandra. Nope. they just went straight they <laughs> went straight to Sandra my name is west Sandra this is like yeah. they they are members of the uh Kanye method of naming things. Yeah, yeah, I get, yeah, it's all directions. Um, yeah, just, I, yeah, so I'm just thinking of the places that we've, uh, so far, we've been in. Yeah, yeah, so mm-hmm. enough places where you get a feel that, that everybody's not on top of each other and right. there's some... There's well, some distance. There's some distance because there's different weather and, you know, but... Are, are you re- thinking about that again because something happened in this episode travel wise that got that 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 brought that idea back to the forefront? To me, it was the travel between what happened to um, Jack. Mm-hmm. Like Jack's storyline from this entire episode made me think, yeah. and we talked about that a little bit offline. The idea of timelines and how we know there's only eight days or so until the Beast Forever shows up. Right. So. How are they getting to where they're getting? Either literally in terms of movement and in terms of figuratively with plot because they yada yada a lot as we get to today. And I was a little disappointed in that. But I I, I completely understand they have 10 episodes, limited budget, limited, you know, prospects perhaps for a second season. But still, I think if if they thought it's worth doing, it's worth doing well. And you put the work in to make it well throughout the entire series. Right. And and it's one of those things. It's if if this is it like if they if if they were like, look, this part we have to sacrifice continuity in a way and just kind of rush Jack's storyline because we have to get 
that has to catch up and meet with what we're about to do in episode four or five or whatever. And we can't just have him in this state or in, in, in kind of purgatory being quote unquote worked on and, and or whatever, just have him spinning his wheels. We need to move him along in 40 minutes rather quickly. Uh, if that's it, then okay. That's, ex- that's excusable. Yeah. That's nothing to hold, but you just hope, all right, that's happened in episode four, where you're where you're getting that first kind of, that was that's mm-hmm. a little, because again, it's you're thinking you don't want to think of like I shouldn't be thinking about these things. I should just be wrapped up in the story. It should be good right. enough and consist just naturally consistent. Um, but yeah, so maybe people will be able to figure it out in our uh, scene breakdown. So we open up with. Uh, with a with like shop class like this metal being worked on and there's chloroform there's tink what does that say tink tink like so short for tincture tincture tink uh it just flew by my screen dofan dofanthine or something but it's a bunch of like old school looking medicines and bottles and tinctures and stuff and it's a woman and she's like with a circular little circular saw type like hand saw type thing and she's like looking down and you see someone looking up at her their point of view through their eyes and it's like they're laying on a on an exam table an examination table and she's like it's it's gonna be all right it's gonna be all right and then uh then we get this really nice, kind of eerie, foggy, snowy sort of scene of a bridge. And and this is where I giggled a few moments ago because my uh, DVR had jumped to this point and her little see you at the crossroads bone thug. Sorry, Jack. Oh. <laughs> yeah, she, 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 she scribbles sorry, Jack. And this is Tip we're talking about. So she's on this bridge overlooking some water and it's snow everywhere and she scribbles sorry jack into the side of of this of this bridge and uh yeah and she puts the 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 knife the bejeweled knife on the railing in the snow which i i how the, the the soldier that's finds her not see that I think he did and I don't think he cared because of the conversation he has later with Glenda which okay oh okay I'm sorry that's right you told me one minute one of the things that no they no, talk no, no. About I mean it. I know what the conversation well sort of I guess I remember the conversation with Glenda. remember when he dropped her off he was sent out him. by Glenda for him for her Oh. oh, because okay. that's why West was there, because she was For like her why specific tip specifically. Yeah, and that's why they were having the little tug of war. Yeah, because yeah, it's like I if guess... you think she's important enough, I'm gonna show up too. And then that leads to the one of the best. I mean, that screenwriting for that, I absolutely adored. So it's like my only options as a woman is to be a horror. Or none. Yeah, no, that was or great. Saint. 
No, that was it. A nun or a whore. That was the. That was the. Uh... I was like, my God, that's so good. I mean, and then so uh, this show, I really hope it gets a second season because it's such a mirror of current societal issues. But she was and coming from a boy's perspective. Like, wait, 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 wait. Like the world was. I mean, I I know I have limitations in my knowledge and skill set and political things. If they have, you know. Mm-hmm. racism or whatever isms they have there you know in that society but as a boy like the world is my oyster like nobody's gonna really tell me no I can't do that or if I want to do this I can do that like I have th- these are my two choices these two and these two choices suck like you know right. especially as a boy because remember like, who, like I guess I gotta be a nun like at least I get to hang around but who wants to be around a bunch of nuns who, right. But you definitely not don't want to be a whore and be getting bunk. And then West tries to sell it as at least as a whore, you have freedom. It's like, but how much? Freedom at what price? Yeah. And it's funny because she starts out by saying, if I go with you, I'll kill for you. I just need. Yeah. She she saw the yeah, so the soldier. She she Yeah. The tip at the at the bridge. I guess contemplating suicide. She looked down into into nothing. It's all just fog, and you can't couldn't even see the bottom. So I said water. So I, I don't even know that for sure. Right. Um. And but then they immediately go to Lucas and Dorothy and Toto trying to traverse the eastern forest. And they don't want to take the brick road because that's where all the guards, the wizards' guards are, and they just, uh, they just, uh, what happened at the end of, uh, episode three that got them on the, uh, on the lookout? She found out that they wanted her dead. He Right. But was there a specific incident? Because, no, because tonight was the no. incident. No, this is a big incident. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, finally. But again, we'll get there. Um, So, yeah, so they're walking through the forest. They have a bit of a moment. Dorothy and Lucas, she tells them she, you know, appreciates that he's there with them. And then he's like, yeah, you did save my life. She's like, yeah, I did, didn't I? You know, they have a bit of a moment. So, Uh, and then again, out of nowhere, uh, damn near tackling. The only reason he didn't fall because she's, uh, you know, like eight pounds, eight, eight year old girl, and she's, you know, barely probably sixty pounds or so, and she just runs up to him and grabs him and wraps her arms around his waist. Yeah, when I first saw this, my first thought was gonna be she was gonna say "dad" mm. and she be like, mm. and she didn't say anything, and they just right. looked at her and looked at each other. And then uh, you cut back to Nimbo, the city that had the that has the anomaly, the what we assume is a magical, some kind of possible like tunnel, mm-hmm. mirror, like it's some other, you know, like Narnia or something on the other side. Right. If you have the guts to step through it, and. But they're, uh, the guardsmen, the, the wizard's guard, are burning 
It's Nimbo. They've been burning burning the town for however long. And uh, they're still carrying corpses out. Burn charred corpses. And there's a man and a woman, a pregnant woman. Uh, let me find out. Girl. Teenager. Teenage girl. She's pregnant. And... Right. And then the men go into the ba- into the area and they they, they get the tunnel they, or they look into the magic tunnel looking thing. And then uh, Liz- I think Elizabeth is his is the wizard's uh, former hand right hand mm-hmm. councilwoman priestess, and she's like you know pleading her case and he's like he's even he's the jerk even when he's right or even when like there was no need to like. Be be so callous with Elizabeth. Well, it is when he's a guy who his whole, like you mentioned last week, his whole persona is built on negging people. Yeah. Because even when he meets up with baby girl in the prison cell, he never makes the step. And that's like that power move. He never makes the actual step of walking in or apologizing. He's just, she's like, are you here to execute me? He's like, no, you're here to get back to work. Yeah. But as he's explaining to Elizabeth, as they head to uh, to Nimbo, or he's make, before he makes his decision to head to Nimbo, um, she's advising against going to Nimbo. Or, no, 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 he asks if his, has, has, and this was weird because they, they showed the guys going into the basement area and looking at the tunnel. Then he's talking to Elizabeth. Did the men? Did our men go in yet? She's like, no. And I and I and I'd advise against it. And uh, then he starts uh, needling her about the weather. You couldn't even. Um, I'll travel to Nimbo personally and determine if it's magic. You couldn't even determine the weather, could you? And she's just stuck, and he's like, I'll go by myself. He's like, well, you should at least take some kind of counsel. He says, yes, but not yours. Like, just not yours. Like, And she's just stuck, kind of like, mm, okay, well. No need to, like, have her now not liking Anna. Is that her name? Yeah. And here comes Anna with that flying nun outfit. And yeah. I like the yeah. transition in this scene because she's biting her nails and furtive and kind of just nervous. And as soon as the door opens, Iron Woman. And she's like, yeah, are you here to execute me? He's like, no, I'm here to put you to work. And then he leaves. Just all sure of himself. And you know he's not, though. And he's like just putting right. up his front. But he's got to. He's got to. Catch me outside, though. Catch me outside, though. How about that, though? How about that? How about that? Then we see Jack. And his eyes are his bruised and, you know, a bit of a shiner going. Uh, eye opens, and he's doesn't know what's going on. The woman is there. She takes off her uh, takes off her, 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 her surgical mask, and she gives him, she puts a sponge in front of her face, in front of uh, Jack's face, and he calms down, so you assume it's some kind of chloroform. And then she takes out this giant saw, and she says, "This won't hurt a bit." And they're like, Ooh. 
And again, I think this added to why it seemed so absurdly quick. Like, wait, you're sawing parts off and stuff? And then he's like learning to walk and doing all this, you know, learning to grip. And then like falling in like with you, his keeper. Yeah. You know, I mean, fall in love with you. Know, but, you know, he's like, kind of was like, where are you going? You know, and again, we're getting ahead of things, but uh, it, wow. Like, how'd that happen in like two days? And I don't get how. I mean, I get what they're trying to do as far as keeping his head for CG. I'm sure it's less expensive. But you fall that far and everything else is wrecked and your face isn't. Well, to be fair, I couldn't. Uh, his face is definitely swollen. That, didn't, yeah. that is much more, still. Oh, a swollen face! You fell like four stories. You know, right, like he should have been gelatinous. Face first, like you know, front, front first. Right. So you can't even say, well, he fell on his back. Well, then the back of his skull should be completely shattered and caved in right. or something. But fine, his face is still relatively un unbroken un you know but yeah he fell he turned his head sideways and they showed that uh what's the opposite of a bird's eye view anti view type deal mm-hmm. and uh yeah he definitely fell face and front first yeah tv it's like Tyrion in game of thrones should have lost half of his nose and when he got and they were like, nah, that's a little hard to do makeup wise. Sliced in the face in season two, and in the books it made him hideous. It made an yes. ugly, ugly man hideous and horrid looking. It just made a handsome guy cooler looking, cool looking. Like, oh, nice scar, Holmes. Like, you know, sucks. Like, how'd you get that? Slashed in the face, but you know, nice present for it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, they just they just aren't going to do that with a with with Jack or anybody. Probably, yeah, I would imagine. Um, yeah, now Tip is riding with this soldier on horseback mm-hmm. to what turned out to be Glinda's place. It's her. It's a. It's a. I wouldn't call it a castle, but it's not no, a I house don't... either. I'd call it an orphanage because the oh, size right, of it, it is looks an or- like... It's an orphanage. Right, 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 right. And it starts making sense when about, are you one of Glenda's girls? That was a line. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Uh, which East had when she was subjecting Dorothy and, uh, and, and, and Lucas. Lucas to her ab- abject torture stuff. See, I, I, I thought it's that you made it through a viewing and now a second viewing as we chat mm-hmm. without having mentioned that this, uh, that Glenda's uh, facility was co-sponsored by uh, Cena Enterprises, LLC. Cena Enterprises, LLC? Yes. Oh, with all the orphans young and souls <laughs> to be <laughs> fed upon. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Just, okay. just ship a couple to uh, Florida. Well, he he likes to stay consistent with the male energy. So, these are all girls. And they're all pure, like... Well, those are for Nikki. That's his question. Yeah, yeah, that's her... You can look, but you can't touch. (laughs) Um, 
Yeah, so they arrive at the orphanage, yes. So it's a really creepy-looking place. Yeah. Old-timey. And um, for someone who's supposed to be the good witch, it, it shouldn't feel that foreboding when you're riding up to her house. And then, immediately, the the, the, the soldier's attitude changes when they, 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 they walk in and uh, she says, these are these your stables? And she he just shoves her forward. She's like, "Hey, what was that oh. for?" And it was like super, like it's not, it's not super violent, but it was violent. He just shoved her, like, "Ah, shut up." And then she met some girls, some young girls, and then some woman. And the woman paid the soldier, and she's pissed. Like, "Hey, you lied to me. Like, you know, that's not." Uh, you know, this isn't what what you said you were going to do. You know, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And then the lady's like, first thing you'll need to do is a proper bath. She's like, don't touch me. And a clean orphan is a good orphan. She's like, I'm not an orphan. Isn't that right, mom? Isn't that right, mom? And she looks up on the back on the balcony, and there's Glenda standing above everyone. Baptize her. Oh! Yeah, she's, yeah. So, yeah, so I don't want to, because this episode, I kind of started looking at Witch West like, yeah, you're the Wicked Witch of the West. You know, yes. like, we were all like, you're the cool, like, Courtney Love, drugged out chick in the first couple episodes doing the chants and the, doing that spell, getting the, getting the spells out of Witch, Witch East. But you're kind of a bitch now, and leave this little, leave this little confused young lady alone. <laughs> I mean, she popped up in. Well, we'll get to it. But yeah. for me, with with the tub, that makes me think of this scene here. Is she the Asian girl she pretends to be in the tub at that moment? Because that girl is in the crowd. She's on the left. Oh. She's the taller girl next to the young lady when they're like when they do that uh, middle shot and it's the two girls to the left, three to the right, where they kind of outflank her. Like it was the most it was the smoothest kidnapping I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> because the girls straight up did like security. They just flanked yeah, no, no, exit. no. They surrounded her completely. This was a target acquired situation. Yep. Stay with <laughs> it. I'm on theater. I mean, it's like, oh, clearly they're practicing this maneuver. Because that's what it was. It was a maneuver. All they were missing was somebody, like, all of them with their hands over their ears, like, listening to, like, you know, instructions as they move in. And Um, it's amazing how these things, and it's part of it because it's the miniseries format, but if this was a musical, that could be sold as a delightful scene where they're singing around you as they dress you and throw you in a tub. But when it's just people circling you up, mm-hmm. it's Ready creepy. To give you a bath, baptize you, and it's, yeah, yeah, all girls, and it's just. I guess that would be more comfortable for an actual. I can't say actual girl. That's mean. Right. She's a girl. Yeah, we'll get into that. Uh, back to the forest. Lucas and Dorothy with this new strange little girl who's not giving up any info. Dorothy's nope. asking, where you come from? Who are you? What's your name? 
the little girl just looks up at Lucas, and Lucas is like, she doesn't understand you, but she does. And then she's like, well, she seems to know who you are. Lucas takes her, and he's like, well, moves her aside, and is ready to keep headed to the uh, the mission, which is to see the wizard. And she's like, wait, what are we doing? We can't abandon this girl. He's like, well, what about meeting uh, the wizard and all that stuff? And the little girl is back at his side. Like, even Mm -hmm. though he... And he keeps, like, snatching away, pulling away from her, like, you know, like, whatever. I need your daddy. Yeah. And he's like, you walk into that village, the wizard's guards are going to kill you. Because there's a village ahead, and they assume that's where she's from. And uh, she's like, she's a child and alone. Um, and he's like, yeah. <laughs> Think about her parents. They're wondering where she is, if she's dead or alive. He's like, Dorothy, think she's not going to come. She's like, she's not you, Dorothy. Like, let's go. We got to move. And she says no. Flat out, like, nope. You want to stay here with Toto, Stangard? You know, well, that's fine, but I'm taking her home. And he just kind of, like, realizes, like, I'm not going to win this. Back to Jack laying up on a, laid up on the table. Here comes uh, the lady. Hello, Jack. Did you sleep well? Who are you? My name is Jane. Where's Tip? She's like, Tip, my friend. I'm sorry. When we found you, you were uh, all alone. And she says, that's not possible. Tip wouldn't. She wouldn't have never left me. Uh, and he's like, well, she did, and you were battered and broken and spilled into the street. And he's like, well, what have you done to me? It's like, well, we saved your life, of course. So, they're, I mean, it's clear. Like, oh boy, you're someone's property now. Like, just the tone of that whole opening conversation with that with Jane. Oh, yeah. I found you. You were battered and broken. Oh, but you're all better now. And the blood stains on the the sheet. Right, he's covered up. There's a mirror above him, and they're being strategic with what they allow the viewer to see, and and ultimately what he sees of himself, because he still right. can't really move. Again, his face is swollen, and and he's covered in a sheet. So, yeah, yeah, look at all those bloodstains. Damn, I never noticed those. And she pulls the sheet off. The mirror is open. She gives him a full look. He screams in horror. And then they pan out, and you see why. Because besides his head and... Well, part of his head, because he's got that necktie thing on, the straps that go from his neck to the collarbone to the shoulder. Which freaks me out. Like, like, why does that need stabilization? Like, that's not just a fashion item. What the heck happened to him? So, like, is that to keep his spine elongated? Oh, yeah, like uh, staying, staying straight. Yeah, uh, his C one through six is probably just dust. <laughs> God. Um. So yeah. So he's just you know face one all of one shoulder half of the other and kind of just caught neck and collarbone and again mechanical everywhere else arm one, wait, were both his arms no left arms 
Yeah, good. his one okay. arm's uh is human still, or you know regular, and everything else metal, tin, or whatever. Yeah, he's yeah, which is amazing because Jack Pumpkinhead is the Tin Man, so that's you know that's one of many deviations that is a very happy surprise for me. How so? Say, uh, well, because he's Jack. Jack Pumpkinhead and Tip were really the couple, like the friends in the book. Yeah. So having him be the Tin Woodsman is just that's a pretty cool change up. Okay. Uh, back in the forest, uh, Dorothy leads the little girl away from Lucas, and she's looking back at Lucas and the dog, and you know the little girl is because again she's super attached to him for whatever reason. And uh, they're walking into the town, and there's some animals, and so Dorothy stops and like because she's getting anxious. And she, like, gets down on her knee, and she's like, it's okay, it's going to be all right. And then, for whatever reason, she pushes the little girl. She sees something in the girl's ear. She pushes her hair out of out of her ear, out of the way, and notice she has what turns out to be, like, an earplug in. It looked ceramic. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's pointy, you know, like a bugle. It was, like, tri- circular, tri- but a triangle, but circular in nature. To fit, you know, in an ear canal, of course. So it has to be, you know, cylindrical. But it was a pointy, like, triangular thing. Like a skinny Hershey Kiss. Or a bugle, if you're familiar with the salted bugle snack. Or even like a, you know, like a conch. A little mini conch. Yeah, yeah. Because it definitely, uh, because of the ceramic look of it. That is a good, uh, good description. Um... (laughs) <laughs> takes the thing out of her ear the little girl immediately starts hearing all the sounds of everything overlapping and super loud the, the noises of the goats and stuff in the pens the wind blowing nature just everything people you know talking and gates closing and shop keeps yelling and she puts her hands over her ears and Dorothy peeps game realizes what's going on and puts the thing back in her ear apologizes <laughs> I go. I didn't mean to do that. And 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 thankfully, the little girl never like. I mean, she stayed, you know, with her and didn't like freak mm-hmm. out. Uh, on our way to Nimbo, in a uh, covered wagon, they have L type or not L like but like trolley. Remember an Ev? Yeah. They had like the rail system. They, they got to be beyond past horse and buggy, right? But that's the thing. Remember, with him, as far as the land is, I think the technology can only go as far as the people allow it. If you have a group of people, and I don't again jumping ahead, that are so willing to absorb magic at the cost of science, there'd be a lot of villages in between that wouldn't exactly want that in their town. Wouldn't exactly like look out, what like mechan- like technology machinery? like look when he has that one-off conversation in Nembo and they're like no we chose when it was between magic and technology we chose magic right that's what understanding our, our like going. that the beast got to come and clean the right. house every now and then 
So that's why I want the map, because I feel like here in Oz, especially with what we're seeing now with Jack, there's there's this revolution between technology and magic that isn't just limited to the wizard. This isn't just because he wanted it to be this way. Like, if you look, I, I should have paused it, when you look at um, Jack's heart, it's like a steampunk heart. <laughs> I swore it was something. I, yo, when I first saw it, I was like... Tell me it's not like a gerbil or guinea pig in there running around on some kind of, you know, running thing. But yeah, it's just just mechanical, just old school looking. Yeah, yeah, steam, yeah, steampunk heart. But then when you look at the servos and the things for his leg, you can see, even in his arm, you could see how um, the specificity of having the tendons replaced by metallic ones are there. So it isn't just like if this was, you know, a high school play wrapping someone in aluminum foil and saying, this is the 10 man. Like yeah. this dude is a machine. Yeah. So it's really like, ah, if, I, if they had more time, I'd like to explore like what's powering it and what's, uh, yeah. What is, uh, ultimately, you know, keeping, him and all that, a lot. yeah, moving and hmm. maybe there's got to be some magic involved. That's that's a possibility. Like, oh, it's it's in in in, in it's in, it's spelled like an abortion. Right. I mean, right? It might be both, especially with whom with the person we meet later, because her her character is one of my favorites in the Oz book series. Get to it. Uh, so yeah, so wagon cover, uh, yep. horse and wagon, uh, buggy. Nice one, you know. I mean, he's a wizard, and they're traveling from city one city to other, the other. Um, and um, he's just sitting in there, kind of quiet. Nothing's happening. And then she she looks up and. Have one of those. He he was looking at her, and he kind of looks away and does that kind of weird thing. And then she finally breaks the ice. She's like, yeah, you know, if I may. Um, so she gets into it. Like it's like it's like an episode of Raw where something happens between you know two two people, you know, let's say friends, but definitely two people that are on screen all the time, or or at least in the. And then they get to Raw the next week, and they have this conversation like, "Y'all didn't." So you're telling me you didn't talk to him since Monday or since the right. previous Monday? So she finally like brings up. It's like I can only imagine like the leaving jail or you know dungeon or wherever that he had her, uh, getting into the horse, you know, finding out what the mission is. Like, oh, we're going to Nimbo, getting in the thing. And then finally, like, you're halfway to Nimbo, and then you go, um, I thought you were displeased with me. Like, as I'm walking out of jail, I'm like, what's going on? Like, I'm asking questions. I guess maybe she just didn't want to. I think she was still in shock. Like, I, when that door opened, she thought she was going to die. And she might have not trusted it. Like, you know what? He might think, say I'm not going to die, but he don't want me flailing around. And, right. You know, <laughs> he want me to be a, ple- a pleasant person on their way there to their death um 
So yeah, so she asked, I thought you weren't pleased with me. And um, he's like, I, you know, I, I was. He's like, was I wrong to challenge you, she asked. And he's like, uh, I'm taking you to Nimbo because you did challenge me. And you were right. He, he admits about the Giants. And he, uh, he, he can't bring them back. So he admits that, and she says, uh, no, it, it, well, he says, I can't bring them back, and they can't help beat the Beast. And she's like, no. Nah. If, if if, she's like, even if you did bring them back, they couldn't beat the Beast forever. Not this time. She, which she specified. Right. Uh, I've studied all the data. I've poured over all the facts. All, not the alternate fact, alternative facts, but, uh, <laughs> but fact facts, she said. Um, and she believes, no, I feel that the beast will come from the sky and it will have a brain and a heart and will be possessed of relentless strength. And he says, well, I'm already dead. She's like, no, you don't, you know, it has a heart so you can kill it. So she's like, and she has her hand on his hand as she said it and then realized and like draws back. Pulled it away. Yeah. yeah. And so she's like clearly like, I mean, you knew from the start just because of how she was positioned, but like, oh, okay. You're the brains behind everything. Right. And it's just a matter of where did she get this knowledge? Like, is she truly good intentioned? What's her deal? Is she working for one of Glenda or, I mean, she was working for Glenda and with or for Glenda or whatever until Glenda traded her in and got, you know, player to be named later. Yeah, and it's to me, if, if this plays out the way it's looking, if they start to become partners in this and he sees her not only as a trusted confidant, but as like an advisor, a partner in it, uh, it takes a new meaning to pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Yeah, it really does. Because in all the in- incarnations of of the Wizard of Oz, the original, the Wiz, the, the, every of them, it's all. He's even the uh, Ash, uh, Ashton Kutcher, the other dude. What's the guy? Oz the Great and Powerful. Yeah. Um, with uh, yeah, I got you. Him. He's doing. Th- Actually, he had a lot of help of the yeah. town and stuff. Like, hey, you want to put this together? We can scare them off. But in the other ones, he was he did a lot of that stuff by himself. In this one, he seems like okay. He clearly has like a council, but but one specifically, formerly Elizabeth, now Anna. And Anna's not just you know robot. Let's tell you what I feel, what are the facts, and blah blah blah. You know, they're clearly to have a connection. He's, you know, they're going to be a couple or love interests or whatever. So it has that extra layer of, of, uh, you know, detail and, 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 and emotion. Uh, so back to the lab. And apparently Jack has gotten over his, I mean, he was screaming bloody murder a few scenes ago. Ah! freak now he's on crutches walking around walking to a beat as she yeah. as 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 uh, jane plays this little 
tambourine type deal. I don't know. Yeah, that was uh, that was the that was the first the city's. Like, uh, hmm, okay, I'd have still been like, "Bitch, what you do to me?" But he's walking around on crutches, like I can't do this, like an old crotchety man, like you know. Well, that was that was Oz's version of EDM. Oh, <laughs> wow. She's trying to get in to fit in. So, yeah. So, it's just... Uh, and you get to see, like, her super steampunky. Speaking of steam, there's steam everywhere. Like, she's just got machines. Yeah. She's, like, in a, a not on, as honorable, not as in... in, in what's, uh, what's the integrity? How do you put that mm-hmm. in? Not integral, like, uh, but like Doc Brown, like you know, she's got the yeah. like a Doc Brown in 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 uh in part unscrupulous. three. Unscrupulous. Yeah, she's certainly unscrupulous. Like Doc Brown had honor, he wouldn't do. But she's like, imagine Doc Brown as a woman, less outwardly crazy, turn that outward crazy into a creepy inner crazy that she knows like, what's going on, and. He's got a better lab, not just a barn. Well, I mean, Doc Brown also did, like, you know, rob terrorists. So it wasn't like he was, like, all the way altruistic. Like, he had dudes, like, thinking he was making oh, a dirty... Oh, the Palestinian, or the... the, the, the yeah. Lib- the Lib- Libyans? Lebanese. Libyans, yeah. The yeah. <laughs> and they straight up had to run up on him. It's like, yo, man, we he caught you outside. some plutonium or whatever it was. Yeah. Okay. Plutonium deal in a mall parking lot. Yeah, it's 1985, all right. <laughs> Movie. You know, thinking that that's even plausible. Um, so, yeah, so she's just giving a motivation, and she's being just creepy and weird about it. And he just... Oh, boy. Shut up, Kimmit. Um, he does kind of yell at her, you had no right to help me. He's not completely over it but enough and then she he gets out of her that, that that's what they pay her that's that's what they pay me to do and he's like oh okay so that's what I am to you just a project but she clearly like she's staring into his eyes holding his hand I took she's like you took out my heart she's like but I gave you a new one one that'll never break and she's like super mm. proud of what she's done mm. And he's like, "That's where I'm you're wrong." Never break. Yeah, that's where you're wrong. He said. I was like, right? "Hey, I was like, what about like? Uh, I forget ass. about break B. What about heart attacks? What about like one that won't explode in my chest?" Yeah, yeah. He didn't ask any of those questions. Like, is the warranty uh, cover <laughs> cut back to Glinda's orphanage? Mm-hmm. She's holding like a ceremony or, 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 or like a sermon because everybody's yeah. like. It's like the Sunday service. Yeah, she's everybody's in, in, in the pews looking up. And everybody's wearing blue, and she's in sparkly white. And they hear, get your hands off of me! And it's Tip out in the hallway making a ruckus. I'm not told you I'm not taking a bath. You know, you know, kiss my ass. Just, that man lied to me. And she's right, like, I was brought here on the... She's like, you touch me again, and I'll break your arm. She told the, to the woman... Like, yeah, tip, skinny little thing. 
well, she's bigger as a girl, but when he was a boy, like, you you wonder where she get this, uh... Yeah, I was about to say, Tip as a boy would have been straight up, like, Yakuza kicked and put in a corner somewhere. Tip as a girl is, like, all the uh, lack of aggressiveness of Tip with just, she's bigger, she's stronger. Like, real talk, this is the advantage in every way. But, oh, no, they're teen, they're, they're old enough that she's got full cleavage and work clearly at an age where she could possibly be a prostitute you know they, right. they, they they set that in the episode last week now with which west mistress west we we talk about her and you know her options none or whore <laughs> uh so because i was going to say maybe she's like because in like fifth, sixth grade, you know, girls are hit that you hit that age where uh, the, the girls are physically bigger, it's usually taller than, yeah. than a lot of the boys. And then it's not till you know the end of sixth grade, seventh, eighth grade, where you you know kind of pass them for the last time and you know on. But there's that time, yeah, when you're like ten, eleven, twelve, where girls are bigger. But they're not 10, 11, 12. They're, again, in their mid to late teens. So. Right. But, um, so yeah, but Galinda comes over and quells that rather quickly. Like, she let her, I don't know if it was, if it was Glinda's, like, tone or, because she looks, like, fantastic in this. You know, she's pale, she's got this blonde hair, and she's got this sparkly, how do you say, dark white? Like, super light gray, sparkly dress on. And I don't know if that was a part of it, but she went from, touch me again, I'll break your arm, to Glenda glides up in the building, in the place to be. And it's like, child, my child, we only want to help you. You know, and grabs her by, or you know, grabs her by her shoulder. You are alone in the alone in the world. Yes, afraid, without options, without purpose. And she strokes her hair. I can give you all of that, all of that, all of that you seek. I can give you family. I. She's like, and then in comes Witch West, which is clearly overrated. And then they start speaking in witch tongue. What are you doing on here? Uh, which was a great. Like that was a nice curveball for me. What with the the the, the, the language, the little yeah. witch, witch talk? What are you doing yeah. here? And which Mistress West says, "Hey, if you're going to poach, let's see, what's the exact line? If you're going to poach talent, essentially, <laughs> I'm going to be here. You've come to poach for your cause. I've come to poach for mine." This girl looks like trouble. And where I come from, trouble pays, Mistress West says. And they just kind of stare at each other. You know, sisters. Totally different. Different causes, different ideas of what's right. Back to this town. Dorothy's asking all around who can, who's this little girl belong to? And nobody can help her. He says, take her to the over here, I've already been there. Take her to the constable, like the cops. And he, she hesitates. 
She's saying, oh, okay, well, you know, like, clearly you don't want to take her to the cops, fine. Um, you could try the constable. Yeah, and then he sees her. Or perhaps you'd rather not, he says. And he's just like, she just thanks him, and then she's just back off, uh, to try to find her folks. And then here come this woman and the guy. Oh, Sylvie, Sylvie, we found you. The butcher said you saw he saw someone talking to you. Uh, has she been with you all night? Like, well, just a little bit. And the guy opens up a tin and Sylvie reaches in. It's like, oh, she just adores sweets. So, I mean... Come on, Sylvie, you gotta re I mean, I was yeah. sold, like, well, she reached, the guy put the thing down, she reached in, no hesitation, took a candy or, you know, whatever, cake or something, whatever it was, and Dorothy suspected the whole thing, but that had to, like, help, because I was like, oh, you know, who's to say? She don't know that she went for her, the cakes, the snacks, whatever. And, uh, but she notices the guy has the shifty eyes. And the woman thanks her again. And then uh, Dorothy's like, you know what? Can I, uh, I want to see where, where, I'll come with you. I'd like to see Sylvie's home. And they look at each other, the man and woman. But they, you know, what they're going to do. Yeah, they're like, new phone, who this? Yeah. And then here comes the king's, king, uh, the wizard's guard. Rides up into town. And then the woman and the man go into their into the place, and they're ready to. They're just just putting on this front, like, oh, you know, we're gonna make a soup, and you know, we'd invite you in, but we don't have much to go around. And then Dorothy looks in and realizes the place looks barren. Like there's no like nobody's living there. And Lucas comes up and he's like, look, we gotta go, because he saw the king's guard, or the wizard's guard riding in, and in that instance, they, uh, took that opportunity to, uh, close the door, and go on the inside, and then Dorothy tries to, uh, she sn snatches away from Lucas, and runs back towards their house, towards the, uh, Sylvie's folks. And, um, Yeah, so we've got uh, we've got we've got Dorothy running through this town like the basically the, the the back alleyways, and she she's dodging guards and trying to stay hidden. So she she goes to her backpack and pulls out the hammer, and that's when uh, Lucas come runs up on her, and like they're whispering like you know if you put that away, if you shoot that thing, everybody's gonna scream, which, uh, right, everybody's gonna mark you for a witch, do you understand, she's like, I can take care of myself, but you won't, will you, he insists, because ever since we've met, you don't care whether or not you live or die, run head first into, you know, but some of us do care, and he's like, looking super paranoid, and trying to stay hidden, and then she's like, take off your clothes, what? 
What am I doing? Yeah, because Lucas is going for it. Yeah, he, he's he's just basically, you know, wearing your standard medieval guy outfit with a sword on the side, you know, with a, with a sword. I guess that includes, you know, just specialized or whatever. Uh, when you say medieval, you assume everybody walks around and had a sword. Um, yeah, so jump back to uh, the north and the, and the orphanage and um, Glinda and Mistress West having an intense conversation. You have no business being here, Glinda says. On the contrary, empowered women are my are, are my business. And uh, and just happens to pick the exact same orphanage at the exact same time, Glinda asks. Coincidence? Now can we go? Or Now I'm getting the captions. I'm trying to read the captions. Moving pretty quick. But you. Glinda's just like, you sullied our name. I'm taking these, these girls as a challenge. They're lost. Uh, she says, well, you shouldn't challenge them. You should, you should let them decide... You should let them decide for themselves. And and Mistress West looks over at the girl. What do you say? And she's like, yeah, me? And Glenda's like, leave her out of this. And she's like, uh, that's who I'm looking for. Strong-willed and, you know, full of spunk. And Glenda bends down and is like, come with me. You'll be treated with respect. Uh, what does she say? Let's see, let's see. Be treated with the utmost respect. You'll be pure. And then Glenda, or what's her face, says, "Yeah, respected, but not loved." And that's when she jumps in, like, "Well, you'll be pure and untouched." And she says, "Well, you could be worshipped as a courtesan." She says, "You're, you're telling me my only choice as a girl, which to anybody paying attention is the giveaway. Like, what do you yeah. mean as a girl? Like, you don't say as a girl." You know, you're a girl. You know that. Right. Um, she's like, you'd say my only choices as a girl is to be a nun or a whore. And they're like, yeah. And they were like, I mean, they knew. Like, yes, we know. As, you know, like what a bunch of. It's a living. Yeah. Like what a bunch of terrible options to have to have. You know, and and I think that's what they do. They do they do a really good job of of you know with the nuance. I mean, she's just not. You, you know, they don't exactly just accept their their place. They do. They have no choice as far as being witches and magic and stuff. The wizard, you know, but they're social and 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 uh, socio whatever status. Of, of what they are, what their quote-unquote professions are, as basically a nun, a head nun, or a head mistress, or whatever you would call Glinda, you know, this pure, you know, super white, bleached, sterile, you know, woman in this wild child, which it's clearly like baked on opium all the time, uh, having this fight 
over this woman and then this little girl not little girl but this young woman starts challenging them and it's yeah wow i i thought this was a a really tremendous scene just in what it was you know just the themes that they were dis- discussing and here they are two people not even like trying to dictate her life like let me just not do either one of these things let me go point me in the direction of ev or whatever and well she just left ev but maybe she don't want to go back but point and- me somewhere and that's where I definitely feel like this is a sign that, like I was saying before, they know they're doing this because they're cultivating powerful magic users. These aren't just regular girls. Mm. So, and that's why they're, they're trying to divvy so, them up. Where it's, For West, it's getting girls out of the life and trying to avoid the pain that she's felt since whatever happened and numb them with drugs and sex so that they never have to make the decision of using true magic. And with Glinda, it's keeping them pure for the moment where they need to. And, you know, she is as is, is great and wonderful and pure as Glinda is. We ain't seen old girl, have we? Who? Our pregnant friend. Oh. Did she, well, she was with the witch. Uh, she was with. Remember, he, that's what the trade. That's what the troll. Oh, right, he got Anna. As yeah. His, as the new priestess, and she just happened to you know, move up relatively quickly because of her own smarts and knowledge and sharpness. Right. So, what happened, to old girl? You would have figured she would have been one of the first people to see to greet Tip at this orphanage. Hey. I right. mean, the the what the North is big. It's not just mm-hmm. all the no. It's not all orphanage, you know. They've got yeah. other satellites. Uh, you yeah, know. I, th- I think I think Glenda dug twenty nine holes for twenty nine souls. Damn. Because she said uh, pure. Until, until, if you're not pure, why you got to be there? Until that is confirmed, I am giving Glenda the benefit of the doubt. All right, so, you know, in two episodes, when we find the, the shallow grave, mm-hmm. I'll be ready to gloat. Oh, good. And then I'll be like, yeah, you got it. But until then. And then the question is going to be, did she take the baby out first? I was about to say, so what happened to the baby? Because she clearly wasn't right. at a part, a point of her pregnancy where she was even showing, let alone the baby being viable out of the womb. But that's our universe and our non-magic stuff. So she just created right. create like a little womb bubble. Magic womb, and that's what I'm waiting to see. Little little CGI womb bubble, Flo- floating floating baby in a in a. Yep, and Tip walks in, in the a, room. In an embryo, like I mean, in a in a uterus, just no body and stuff attached yep. to it. Yeah, yeah. God damn. Or maybe she wants to put. No, she wouldn't do that to Tip. Put the baby in her. No, no, no we're not going there. Um. So yeah, so they're just yeah arguing over this young woman's future, and uh, anyway, anyway, we go back to the lab. Jack is still getting his movements right. He picks up a glass, super careful, but in walks a woman who just walks past him. He's on the ground because he she startled him when he walked in. 
And uh, she's just a creep. She's wearing a mask. She, like, flanks him and, like, ends up behind him, says boo in his ear, like, scares the crap out of him. He thinks it's Jane, but she's like, no, not Jane. He doesn't know who she is. She just stares at him like a creep. Yeah. And he asks, are you like me? She's like, I'm not like anyone. And and my shit's pixelating a little bit. Uh, You think you could roll that thing over here? He's talking about his wheelchair. She's like, uh, to help him, you know, like, can you roll that over here to, to, you know, so I can get up off the floor and have some dignity? She's like, I could, but I won't. And then she walks over to a... uh, a uh, little closet and there's it's full of masks and she's trying to decide which mask to wear and they won't show her face every time she turns around she's like showing off with a different mask and then she turns back around and then takes the mask off and then they never show you what she exactly looks like uh, and the whole time Jack's trying to get up he's struggling to his feet to get into his wheelchair she picks a mask she puts it on um, she called him a freak. He's like, excuse me? She says it takes one to know one. So I don't know. Is something wrong with her face, do you think? Well, it's... it's Longwoodier is weird. And she's like one of my favorite characters in Oz. So I'm, I'm not sure how they're going to play it up. Hmm. Was her face here? screwed up in the book? No, in the book, she had a collection of heads, and she would just change heads when she got bored. What? Yeah. Because, well, okay, so clearly she was using magic. Right. Okay, because she's the princess of something, so... Yeah, Princess Longwoodier. She would have... It was kind of like the face, the many faces in the uh, the, yeah. the church. The Game of Thrones, you had a face. Yeah. Faceless god or just god of yeah. many faces or every face so with them it was like heads and she would just change heads and it would be like like when you look at the cover that she's on for one of the bomb books it's just her happily like holding a head in her hand wow so this dude was on all the opium when he made these books all of it so the wizard and anna arrive in nimbo the man who who uh, lost someone and is what we found out later when this scene coming up or a little later was his daughter who was pregnant, the, the teenage girl. Uh, so he's back as the wizard arrives in Nimbo and he stands up, throws his arms up, yells at the yells to the wizard, you burnt our homes, you burnt our children. And ap- apparently the wizard's guard were about to just just take dude out because the wizard had to go no 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 and they were like 10 feet from like and drawing swords oh yeah they were ready to handle it handle it all he said was you burnt our home all he said was what happened hey (laughs) he didn't make that nope they're carrying charred bodies out that's that's like a hate crime to the wizard god um, so the wizard has to stop him. No, 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 no. Don't, uh, you know, don't do anything. 
This man here has a grievance. You are lo you've lost someone. Her mother. My wife, he says. And uh, we've all lost someone, he says, about all the people. And because of you. And they pan some of the sad faces in this town. There's no magic here. And he calls for Anna. But Anna's already headed into that tunnel. Or into the basement to go look at the, the magic hole in the wall. And, um... Yeah, she... she Bends down to look through it. They show it from the other side of her, you know, her looking through it. She puts her hand in it, and it's like, like viscous. Then there's a giant explosion, and she's, oh, I mean, okay. So what it looks like to me, this tunnel, which looks like, you know, if you step into it, like I said, Narnia. It looks like. Did you watch Sliders? Yes. Remember when they slid to that war world where it was like a, just a giant cult? Everybody was connected because they drank that weird water. Yes. And and the water like like glowed with the light of like like all these like flecks of light were in the water. Well, that's what this tunnel looks like—just a giant version of that, a glass of that water. And when she touches it and, like, runs her hand through it, it explodes, pushes her back, and then just sparkles blue. I mean, the tunnel's kind of blue. So it's just blue, like, sparkles, sparks go flying. She's she's laid on the ground, but she's alive. Her face is a little cut up. And the wizard, uh, you know, he's like, I know he's so tearing his well enough, eyes are welling up. And the, and the tunnel's gone. The hole, the Narnia hole is gone. And the, the, the... Okay, I wonder if... Oh, I never peeped that on... Okay. So he bends down to, take, to look at Anna. She's got the cut-up face. He grabs her hand. He calls her name a few times. Then behind him, the guy says, It's gone. And he's touching the wall. And the, then they show the wizard... Looking at them like, oh, so y'all were down here. It almost mm -hmm. kind of look on his face. I, I didn't necessarily uh, peep that the first time. Yeah, he's like, I've said too much. So back to the back to the town. Sh Dorothy is in. Lucas's clothes. Got his robe, got his hood, got his sword on her side. She gets to the to the house where Sylvie, where she drops Sylvie off, and she lets herself in after a little bit, you know, she has to kind of like basically break the door to get in. And they show Sylvie with her eyes like some in a trance or some kind of weird thing, but the two people she was with are now stone, stone, or just, just life-size statues. And it's just like I don't understand what's happening here. I was just really confused. Like, yeah, I I still don't know what to make of what happened. 
I think he really, she's... He really looks like Liam Neeson. Wow, they did a great job. Yeah, they were messing around. Cast They're going to get a baby Liam Neeson's. <laughs> yeah, Liam Neeson. <laughs> so... Yeah, so she's standing there. She's shaking, trembling. Livy is, Sylvie is, and she's holding either they're holding her arms, and they're stone. And Dorothy goes to like touch her, and she, Sylvie shakes her off like no, 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 and then she doesn't touch her like okay, okay, okay. And then she's like, come on, we can go back to Lucas. And then her eyes go from, like, weird and trance-like to normal. And then she, like, nods, like, can I touch you now? And Sylvie goes, you know, yeah, go ahead. No, it's fine. So she can't get her arms. The people are holding her wrist, and then they turn into statues. So her their their hands are wrapped or are clasped around her wrist, but now stone. So it's, you know. So Dorothy finds an implement. Like some kind of tire iron, not tire iron, but, you know, uh, some kind of metal, maybe a fire poker. And uh, I thought this was a little much. Yeah. You know, just breaks the stat, just bashes the statue, or, you know, was a guy. Now statue in the head and crumbles its whole face and torso. Like, you could have just broke his hand off. Or, right, or, you have to go wreck the dude. Oh, like, alright, if he wakes up with, like, his hand, like, mangled, well, sorry. But damn, at least he woke up. Anyway, back to Nimra, uh, Nimbo. Uh, we were in Nimbo. Hmm? We were in Nimbo, weren't we? Is oh. this, like, the other side of Nimbo? Where is that town that the girl, uh... It was Nimbo, I thought. No, like they, were in just... the, they were in the forest of the east. Unless... Uh, yeah. Right, because they, they were coming from the, 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 uh, the witch east. East castle. Keep. That's so right. they were in the forest of... Uh, yeah, they were in some random, like, side town. Right. And that's what... But they were in the forest taking the back road, you know, taking not the road, so they could that's stay right. off They're the hidden... Like... Just stay off the path, and then the girl, little girl Sylvie, ran up on them like out of nowhere. So yeah, Nimbo's. Boy, yeah, Nimbo's, Nimbo's somewhere Nimbo's else. Nimbo's, this is like yeah. that's like Suplex City up there. They're just chilling. <laughs> so back to Nimbo. Uh, uh, the wizard's hovering over Anna, who finally wakes up, and she had like this Lana kind of hair hairdo going. I did not see that coming. I uh, thought she was gonna be a brunette. Just in my mind. I don't know why. I just imagine her as a brunette. Yeah, so the whole first three episodes, her hair is completely covered in her nun her nun hat. Giant nun fan hat. And, uh... But, yeah, so she's awake, and Wizard's relieved. Uh... He's like, I don't know what I would have done. He's like, you would have gotten others to counsel you. Counsel you. He's like, I've never met anyone like you. Not just that, but she's like, don't. Don't. So they clearly have this chemistry, and they, you know, it's just... Well, he already got with the point, mom, so that's a little weird. He's already gotten what? Oh, with the mom, so? She ain't that's why she's like, don't. Don't. Service over pleasure. 
I cannot stray. So she, yeah, just outright. Like, yeah, yeah, you will. Before this 10 episode run is over, probably. Matter of fact, it'll be a cliffhanger of y'all doing it. Or about to. And you did they? Um, so she basically just gives him advice on how to handle that, that she called him an alderman. I don't know if that's a profession or what mm-hmm. an alderman is or does. So she's like, you got to turn him. No, first he's like, are you suggesting I kill him? She's like, no, you got to turn him. You have to, you know, and he's like, oh, okay. Um, so back then now we're back in the north and Glenda's at the orphanage. Tip is in the tub full of bubbles and she you know she's just looking at her looking down at her body and her breasts and she's just frustrated she goes all the way underneath the water she dips her puts her face and head under the water she comes back up gets the soap out of her eyes and she's like Ugh, startled and there's little uh little miss naked asian girl in the tub with her so of course, like when 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 uh, later when we realize it's uh, which east west I'm sorry perpetrating the fraud as this girl in the tub with her. Of course she knew it was her all along because she was just in a tub by herself and without a damn ripple. Uh, you know, this whole other person is now in there with her. So, yeah, that better have been some magic or, jeez. Yeah. Otherwise, that I, again, I got logic is going to make my head hurt. Yeah. Right. You go under the water and you don't touch nobody else's legs mm-hmm. or nothing. Mm-hmm. So, she's like, you're new, right? The girl says the tip and tips like, mm, shakes her head, yeah. Like, yeah, hopefully gone by tomorrow. She's like, don't you want to be adopted? She's like, nope. Don't you? I just want to disappear. I just want to forget. Forget everything. She says, maybe Glenda can help you. Give you a new life. Yeah. I trust her even less than her sister. And then she goes, wait. West wanted you too? So yeah, so everybody's calling them West. Like, you know, like, I think they haven't given them names. Uh, Tip's like, yeah, I don't think that's... She's very dis- discriminating. She's like, yeah, she is. And if you, all you want to do is forget, she can show you how. She's like, I don't want to forget that way. She knows, you know, drugs. It's like, have you ever tried it? She's like, no. Like, well, it's okay. Once you get used to it, you know, just... Mm-hmm. You know, all the cool kids are doing it. It's like nothing... Yeah, she's trying to get her like on nothing that. Else gets, it's like nothing else exists. And it's best for forgetting. Yeah, and then so she like, a... she like grabs the sides. Okay, so this was like, to me, the most sexual thing in four episodes we've gotten. But oh, uh, besides Witch West riding, straddling a guy, and clearly having an orgasm, and uh, you know. So besides that, this is the that was an obvious, blatant in your face. Oh yeah, they're boning. This was like kind of subtle. So the other girl, she goes, let's see. So in her entire, at this point, 
her entire body except her very upper shoulders and neck and head are poking out of the water, the, the bath water. Then she says, she's explaining how to, it's like nothing else exists, explaining what it's like to do drugs or whatever. It's the best kind of forgetting. Then she leans back and puts her hands on the, the both edges of the tub, opposite, you know, in you know, to each side of her, and leans back in this kind of "come get me" kind of pose, and then tip. Oh, oh, oh! And her hand, her right hand, the shot shows it just dripping soapy water off her fingertips out of the tub. Tip kind of looks, and then go slides underwater. And then they pan, and it's Witch West with her black fingernails and her her dark hair. And I'm just like, what? What? Yeah, that was unnecessary. It was. It was. It was totally unnecessary. Like we would have gotten it. You didn't have to turn her into, you know, Witch West, especially since she was only under the water. Like she hadn't. She didn't even leave the room. Right, and then I'm thinking about like transmogrification and the idea of okay, so size wise, she just changed. So does she see that under the water? Is she looking? Yeah. No, I think How, everything. Again. I think everything can be chalked up to magic. It's magic. Yeah. Uh, back to the eastern forest. Dorothy's still with the kid, and she's trying. She's failing to dodge the authorities. Then eventually, she Eamon cuts her off because I think he saw her earlier and had his yeah. eye on her. Uh, the first time when she came out in the in the man in the in the in the outfit, the uh, Lucas's outfit, and ran up in the in the in the Sylvie spot. Um, so yeah, cuts her off. Oh, my apologies, sir. Gets off his horse, takes the hood off, and it's Dorothy. And then they go to commercial. They come back, and uh, Jacks. I mean, just walking around, totally getting the hang of his new legs and body and everything. Jane comes home. Uh, he asks, he's like, "Yeah, there was a girl here." Um, Jane's like, "Yeah, about her. Was she cruel?" You know, and that's like, again, not a good sign. Like, ooh. He's like, no, she was weird, but she wasn't cruel. Like, yeah, her name's Lang Langdeweer, what'd you call her? Uh, yeah, Languadier. Lang Languadier. And, uh, tells Jack we're going on an outing. So this is not even, like, <laughs> this is all, like, one day! And we can't go by the light of the glass going into the workshop because it's always been that same opaque look. No, this is definitely all like... This is like in six hours. One day, he went yep. from dead to walking around the room. Like, he got the training montage times ten. Where, yeah, without the cool 80s music. Well, he did get the... He, get, he got the Oz EDM or the M EDM. <laughs> oh, <No>, there's little... Pulled <laughs> up tambourine and some bass. Emerald City DJs. Um, 
so yeah. So she's like, got to, got an outfit for him. I was like, yeah, we're going in an outing. He looks like, oh boy, what's about to happen? Uh, back to the orphanage. Glinda's loading up a wagon full of, you know, young women and girls. Human trafficking at its finest. Which East is still in the orphanage. And then you hear Tip from behind. Which East is looking at the, out the window at Glinda and the girls about to leave the, on the horse horseback on in the cart. Horse-drawn cart thing. And Tip's like, I knew that was you. I knew that was you all along. And, uh, she's wearing the, the blue outfit of, of the, of the, uh, girls. In the water. I knew it was you the whole time. You weren't fooling anyone. It's like, I, I've heard enough from my sister. I don't need to hear any from you. Like, was anything that you said true? And she's like, yeah, all of it. Every single word. All you need to do is work for it. Are you ready to work? And she's like, eh, I don't want to forget. Not anymore. She's like, well, what do you want? It's like, you're magic. And that's when I was like, I, I don't know if that was, in, like, was that the intent? Was that just, was she manipulated into that? I, I'm, I'm confused how much of this was, that moment was tipped. Or was it one of those things where it's like, well, no, she just needs to feel like she's in control. No, I think that was 100% tip. And the reason I say that mm-hmm. is because West just showed her the one thing she wants. The ability to turn into someone else or something else. Oh, you're so right. You're so, oh, absolutely. Yes. Yep. 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 So, so you, she saw her problem solved. Right in front of her. Oh, especially when everybody was so afraid of dark magic, mm-hmm. and this woman just rolls in, just doing nothing like dark magic, dark magic, dark magic. Boom. Mm-hmm. She's yeah. like, I can get my hang down back. This is this is brilliant. <laughs> I can get my little bird chest and too big for my peck nipples back. Just because they showed it again when he's in the tub. previously on. Like, look at that little. But then you compare that to this, you can't do that because it's awkward. You can't what? Go back, you're saying? No, you can't do what they were doing, like, shot-wise. Like, if he as a boy had the self-awareness, didn't have the self-awareness, as a girl, he wouldn't either. Right, sitting with his legs all open and just scratching himself and, yeah. Not, or, no, right, like, we saw that with, like they, get, they got that across with the cleavage. Like, he don't even know to cover the hell up. I can't right, feel so, that draft. Come on now. Right. So in a tub, I'm now supposed to believe your first bath since you've transformed magically. You're like my modesty. Well, that was probably By the yourself. first time he saw himself naked, full. But the, I don't. I don't know if he even did that because I didn't see any mirrors. What do you mean? You look down at yourself in the tub, or oh, well, before yeah. you stand in the tub. Getting but that was the other. That, well, that could be a reason why I wouldn't have would have just like hopped in been like alright I don't need to see nothing hey you ain't got no choice <laughs> you gotta unbutton your I listen, yeah. this is like one like, of those uh, things I'm just where... looking up like mm, I don't even want to look down I ain't gonna look at these gross breasts this is Mm-mm. right 
But that's like when he's walking. I I definitely don't want to look what's going on between my legs. Mm -mm. Yeah, that's like when you're in a bathroom. I ain't even. I've peed a bunch of times since I've transformed. I ain't wiped myself once because I ain't even touching down there. Mm -mm. See, that's what I was saying. There ain't no soap. I've never seen some soap. (laughs) Ain't seen no water. But it was clean up until this. So it's like if you go to a bath, a restroom with somebody. Excuse me, and you both you wash your hand, or you both use the bathroom, and he just going for the door. It's like, man, you, you ain't gonna wash your hands. All right, I got nice. I gotta touch that doorknob behind you too. <clears throat> Come back. Yeah, so you hanging out with Tip? It's like, I know this dude just transformed, but <laughs> can you at least like just pretend like you a girl? Like, no. why you guys smell like a dude? Like, that's the other, like, yeah, I know nothing about, like... pretend to be a girl? Mm-hmm. What about some hygiene? Like... Here you go. Your male privilege is showing, Richard. Mm. Oh, that's the other thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure somebody, if, if that's why I need this show to get more, like, if you guys are listening, just tell a friend to tell a friend to DVR it. Because the issues of being a brown dude and then becoming a brown woman, yeah, there's a lot there. Like that's a thing, piece and a half. Yeah, but apparently in in Oz it's all class and you know. Yeah, because you got Roman Reigns as the head of the guard, so. And you got uh, Elizabeth was the former right hand councilwoman priestess. <laughs> uh, so they might Oz just might be woke. And you had the a quarter of the sister. The, the 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 cardinal witch's sister triumph quadrumphrant uh you know not no no you're right triumphrant because then mother south not only you know black woman but this african bald dark chocolate gorgeous african looking woman playing that role like you know so yeah, it seems like it's all about standing and status and family and that kind of thing like the good old days I don't know what good old days you're talking about. The good old days. When it was all about... Here, 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 here in on on Earth, or like good old days of Oz, like make Oz great again. Mm-mm. Like racial uh, uh, discrimination is a, as far as humanity goes, is a relatively new thing. Oh, I thought you were talking about United States. No, 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 that, no, 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 no. I, I, I thought I did. I thought I said like yes. No centuries of yeah. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. But up until probably the, the the Romans introduced that, just to get off on a bit of a side, and I could be, you know, not completely right, but I think this is a, had a lot to do with it. Like they went, they conquered a ton of land or a lot of territories. Well, you had these, you had these African, these North African in particular quote-unquote Romans coming to Rome, coming to Italy with this claim. Like, what? I'm Roman. I was born under the Roman uh, whatever, whatever. You know, and, you know, so the whole thing was look at these, you know, talking when you're in Naples or friggin' somewhere in Italy, talking to your, your people there. It's like, look at these these so-called Romans, they don't look like you. You know, are you going to just give up, you know, Roman, you know, 
and this idea of the idea of that was like the modern race discrimination as you know like no you can't have these African Romans coming over here these Southern Europe well they were already in Southern Europe hop skipping a jump from Africa but <laughs> a channel like you know a tiny little body of water separated you know Spain from Spain from Africa but that was like a real a real rallying call like uh-uh Make Spain or or make make Italy and Rome make Rome great again it was like a legit cry, rallying cry. And again, I I double check my you know my story. I could this is I think I might have heard this from my dad. So you know how old man stories are. <laughs> you know, a dad like sixty. And that's when I killed the beast forever. Mm-hmm. So I double check. I'm not sure if I ever went and verified that, but. If it's if it's oh, if see, it, fake news, fake, fake news. news, yeah, yeah, wouldn't be surprised. Like I saw that on Stormfront. <laughs> they had a whole thread about it. Was it yeah. Augustus? Maybe. So maybe if it was Augustus, check check that out and tell me, tell me in the feedback section. Um. So yeah, so okay, so we're back. Uh, after Tip and 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 she told which east or which west I know know what you're up to. I want some of that magic. We go back to Nimbo, where the wizard is still having a discussion with Anna, and uh, she's still. Uh... Oh no 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 no! It's it's she's trying to flip. He's trying to flip the the alderman. So his guards there, the man's there, and uh, okay. So let's hear. Let's go by the line by line here, or at least we can. This was a pretty important scene. Uh, so he's asking where the tunnel lead to. What was its purpose? He just wants some answers for the tur- for the uh, what was down there. So like, you're the village alderman. It's like I have no village. So the the guard, the wizard's guards, like you will talk to him with some respect. Like he literally has no village. You burned it down. Like what's nope. he supposed to? How is that a smart ass answer when it's the absolute truth? I have no village. It's, this is it. This is us left in the village. Me, my daughter, and her, and the baby in her in her womb. <laughs> That's it. Everybody else dead. Well, not everybody. He saw some of them, but you know. Uh, but the but the guardman again was ready to like slap dude with his metal glove. How dare you talk to the wizard like that? And it, but it also reinforces the wizard's uh, speech to Anna. Uh, Yeah, I guess it was when he told Anna to buck up, like, my name was Frank Morgan or whatever, like, your past doesn't define you and all that, that rah-rah speech. But he was like, I told, like, I got the name Wizard by force. Like, I threatened people that they ain't call me, you don't recognize me as a wizard, you gonna die. You know, so, 
it, the reaction of his guards, it's like, okay, that's that's kind of what he requires, and he he instills that kind of fear in folks. So uh, yeah. Um, but he's just again trying to appeal. You know, I fear. I feared I'd lost someone today. Fortunately, she recovered. I'm talking about Anna, obviously. And uh, he asked the, if they know the difference between science and magic. The dad says only one is a only that one is a lie. He's like, yep. ah, which See? one is that? Fake news. The, the man goes, Oz is a land of enchantment. Magic is its heart. And he says, yet this. He says, then the wizard's response was. Um, yet this enchantment cannot save you from the beast forever. And the guy's like, we did not need to be saved. The beast comes because it must to cleanse and to purify. This is how the beast, it's been forever. Where was your mm -hmm. science? Where was your science for my wife and this village? Will it save my future grandchild? And then, and then, and then, the, and the wizard looks at her pregnant belly up at him, and he goes, "Excellent question." And I just could not help, couldn't help, but see him as kingpin saying that line. Yep. Excellent question, because I'm about to rip that baby right out of her stomach right now. Yeah, I was waiting for him to just like pick him up, <laughs> slam him a couple of times, like he did Daredevil in the prison. <laughs> Uh, outside in, in the East Forest, uh, at the town, I should say, not in the forest, but in this whatever town, Sylvie's town, we'll call it, the, the, the Eamon is ready to execute Dorothy. It's like, you know, he, he, give, he, he gives her the whole, like, uh, he gives her the whole... For the crime of murdering the mistress of the Eastern Wood by order of the great and powerful Wizard of Oz, and he's ready to pull his sword out, but then he sees her sword, which is Lucas's sword. He looks at her, and he says, he, he, he takes the sword from her. It's like, I knew the man this sword belonged to. I knew the man who carried it. She's just looking like, what? Where is he? He demands, and the whole time Sylvie's just hugging her tight, and then he backhands Dorothy. Where is he? Demanding to know where Lucas is. Says, I've been hunting the owner of this sword for a very long time. If he's alive, you'll deliver him to me. And then he's like, you're scaring her. And then he pulls Lizzie, Sylvie away. And I think Sylvie was about to do her thing. Her, her Medusa deal, concrete, you know, thing. Because he's got the sword to her throat. And she goes, she nods at Sylvie like, no, 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 chill, chill, chill. Right? It's okay, it's okay. He says, where is he? Well, she goes into her pocket, pulls out the toolie, licks the shot off in the air. Everybody freaks out. It's like, is that your magic? Because it will... Wait, what did he say? All scream and gasp. 
if that is your magic, you better not you better use it because I will not relent. And then uh Lucas runs over. Eamon's like, Roan? Roan? It's you. And he grabs the girl, Lucas does. And she's like, stay back. She don't want to shoot him, but he keep coming forward. Boom, bucks him right in his chest. But he's wearing his little guard's plate. It's just a matter of how strong those things are. Because he, he was pretty much at point blank. Uh, his guard homie finds him. Um, she finds Lucas and the girl. He's like, what happened? Like, I shot him. And he's like, Dorothy, he knew me. He knew who I was. That man knew me. So he's about to be like mad at Dorothy. Like, so you killed mm -hmm. the one guy that could have told me. Like, didn't you hear what he said? That he was hunting you? Hunting! Not, I've been looking right. for this man for two years. I've been hunting this man for two years or whatever. Uh, back to, well, back with Anna and, or I'm sorry, J Jane and Jack. Jack is climbing this, I don't know, six, eight-story friggin' spiral staircase. Mm -hmm. And he's, you know, he's, he's trying. And Jane is there. And he takes him into, I mean, it's just this opulent, just palace of a place. And he's just walking like a ten man. I mean, she's doing a really good job of, you know, walking like a like a machine and then she basically presents jack this is lady ev princess you know princess princess lang de weir so the king of ev his woman and then their daughter she says thank you jane that will be all he goes that'll be all of what she goes i must leave jack He's like, I'm not staying here, am I? He's welling up. She's like, I'm afraid you don't have a choice. In case you weren't aware, you are walking and talking at the expense of our kingdom, says the princess. Just in this snotty, what a bitch she is. Clearly. Just be grateful that you're, you know, walking abomination in a, in a sense. Like, Jack should not be around. That is not, you know... And is it that his straps are going off? He's still got one leather strap around his neck, but it's not all like like it was earlier. It's like got used to it, and the muscles built up, I guess. Right. And, and you know, <laughs> six hours. Uh, so she's like, yeah, she informs him, at least you could show offer is your gratitude. And he's like, what was the deal? Build me and then sell me? She, he asked Jane. She's like, no. Uh, I'd rather hope you'd want to stay in my care. She's like, then why are you leaving? He's like, the princess met you. She liked you. And now she owns you. He's like, owns me? And then Jane runs away like she couldn't even stand. Yeah, she's the... like, gotta go. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not in a gotta go kind of way. Like, after she... Like, it pained her to say that line. Uh, uh, that's... That's like, uh, she's like, you know... She met you? She liked you? 
and now she owned you. And then she ran away. Like, she didn't was ashamed that she had to, you know, do that. I don't know if it's a shame because, well, he's a, he, I mean, you can still consider him, he's a human being. He's got all the emotions of a human. Or is she ashamed at her creation, like, she doesn't get to play with her toy that she just made more. So, um, so yeah, so then back to uh, Lucas and Dorothy in the forest. The little girl sleep. It's snowing. They got her sleep. Uh, Dorothy looked like she was removing the bullets. Is that what she was doing? It looked like it, like yeah. digging them out. No, 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 no. She was taking them out of the clip. Yeah, that's what I mean, like digging them out of yeah, the... Yeah, like, um... I, I, okay, I guess she don't want to carry around a loaded gun anymore. Because I think shooting the dude point blank like that kind of shook her. Yeah, I'm... well, you... I mean, because remember, like we talked about before with East, East at least made it easier by shooting herself. Dorothy right. is and and they were in not that like being in that pain and in that misery that they were in for, even just for that minute or so in the prison of the abject had to be like a different type of scary than a guy barreling down on you like clearly about to like I mean the guy just had this, a sword at a little girl's throat so. He wouldn't hesitate to kill you. So different level, different types, but basically the same kind of fear that would lead you to, yeah, kill somebody or get them to kill themselves. I think that was coming from the same place. So she's now responsible for two deaths, two high-profile deaths, too. And clearly the witch is more high-profile than this guard's guy. And, uh, assuming he's, I'm assuming he's dead very well might not be in fact I'm pretty sure he, he he's not maybe they'll yeah dig the bullet out and be like hmm maybe it's not magic after all you know something like that so um so yeah so Dorothy and and Lucas are just sitting on a log and have the conversation. In my world, people just prey on children because they can, Dorothy tells him. And he asks, is there magic in your world? And she's like, yeah, she hesitates, but she says, yeah. And, uh, but she says, but it's different. Uh, we have science and technology. And she pulls out her her like iPhone or whatever and he's like you'll see he's like what's that you know you'll see so she gets him to put the earbuds in his ear he's like trust me put, you know put these in your ear and we got you and she turns on he said ready yeah Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. He stands up. He's looking around like, what? Where is this coming what from? What kind of sorcery is what this? What kind of sorcery? <laughs> and she's like, chill. Just listen. 
and ain't no sunshine's playing. So he's got one earbud out, one in, you know, trying to figure out, you know, <laughs> where the sound's coming from. And she's like, this is magic? And she goes, science. And, uh, ain't no sunshine keeps playing. And then we get a shot of the wizard and his buggy back headed leaving Nimbo and Anna is asleep there but then they, shoot, they go to the alderman who's giving a speech to the town and he's basically saying uh, we need to give science a chance and not rely on magic he says uh, it didn't make us stronger and we were left to rely on others, on witches. And in the end, it couldn't save us. So, let's give science. From this day forward, I propose, come on, spit it out. We embrace the teachings of the wizard. People kind of look skeptical and allow science to rule the day. And then in the distance... They show two guards, wizard's guards, holding a knife to the belly of his daughter and her to her pregnant belly. So, he didn't flip him. He was like, I ain't got time for this flipping shit. <laughs> you want your grandkid to live or not? Wow. And I can't say they that I blame out, him. They're just taking out the whole bloodline. Right. I can't say that I necessarily blame, you know the wizard for because he, he had no chance of quote unquote flipping him like in a real way of convincing him with facts and, and some know how and knowledge so hey you gotta go to threats man you gotta, you gotta you can't leave Nimbo not with this situation still in disarray damn beast forever's coming in like six days you gotta have everything lined up can't have a bunch of rabble on the, on the outskirts of town out of here back to uh, Lucas and uh, Dorothy listening to uh, the music they've got an earbud in each and he's like that man knew who I was and then they like that man I am the man I am today is who I want to be and then they kissed the whole time they were leaning in. And then they kissed, which I'm surprised because I was waiting for the interruption. Mm-hmm. You know, like they would continue the will they, won't they kind of thing. And I'm just like, oh, four episodes in, they they, they gave it to us. Um, now, I'm assuming that's as far as it went. Like, because they wake up what I assume the next morning, the, the, the girl's still there, uh, uh, next to him, wrapped in a blanket. So Dorothy, he's like, we gotta go. I'll get the girl. You run, just run. So Dorothy just takes off in the opposite direction. Or she takes off, and he grabs the girl and runs in the opposite direction. And, oh, of course. Yeah, there's Eamon. So, yeah, he's not dead. Rolls up on him. And the girl. He doesn't. He looks a little worse for wear, but he's not dead. 
And Dorothy's still running, 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 running. She's haul ass and then bam, back of the head, she gets hit with a damn boomerang. And oh, okay, he did show up right at the very end. And there's your your tribesmen because again they were in his, they're in the east eastern woods where him and his homies reside. So, and then they showed a preview for next week. And which West has Dorothy, and she's like, "Are you a good witch or a bad witch?" And she's got Dorothy captive, and it's time for Dorothy to start realizing the ex- real extent of her powers. Like not just little tornado action she had a couple weeks ago, or <clears throat> the gauntlet showing up, you know, springing out by chance. Looks like she starts to uh, possibly learn how to harness and control her powers. So. Oh, and she confronts the wizard. Get get out and all. So she ready to uh, she ready to lay, 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 lay some folks down. And, uh, and that's your uh, season one, episode four of uh, Emerald City, Science and Magic. Again, af- besides the the yada yada and the the fast pace, net, the friggin' warp speed pace of the Jack storyline, I thought this was another good art, uh, another good episode. Uh, just a few things, just take it down a little bit. The, the Jack stuff and uh, <clears throat> but, I, but I thought the tip the tip storyline forwarding was really good like where they're going with her I want that magic bit like mm. I ain't trying to be no nun I ain't trying to be no whore I want that magic I, I think the problem that made it more jarring overall for this episode is the fact that it was constant the order of tip and then Dorothy and then Oz and then Jack instead of it being something where it's a natural flow of one yeah they do jump around yep yep it's like flipping cards and they realize like storyboard wise like oh man we got to get this going so they just kept going through and kept going through and kept dealing until they ran out of cards I will I will say this this is the first time so Guess this this is the first episode that didn't end with a tip related cliffhanger right. you know deal tip drill tip <laughs> tip drill so it ended with uh with with something besides tip and I and I thought cuz after watching those first few episodes I thought man they're giving her like the real like the show is about Dorothy, but man, if there is a the clear number two babyface on this show is Tip. Yeah. Like they're giving so her see. all. Like the same thing happens like on like days. Like, who are they ending the show with? Like, wow, all week they've ended this show with Teresa and Brady. This is really clearly going somewhere in the next. And yep, Teresa got written off the show. She, you know. Had to fake like she was back on drugs and sleeping around, and moved to Mexico with some dude from her past. That was, yeah, it's a whole complicated story. So yeah. Whoa. 
yeah, of course. Um, so yeah, just a, a, a just a thumbs up for me. Just a continuation of a so far a, a really solid uh, season one. Um, I'm I'm really excited for the lion to come around and finally, you know. Because uh, we have all of our characters except the lion, right? You know, all of our mains. I think Roman's still gonna be the uh, or Aemon. I'm sorry, I keep calling him Roman. I think Aemon's gonna be the lion. Oh, well, he's shot now, so maybe. Huh? Give me. Because I don't think it's gonna be. Because every time we see it, it's not like it's a CGI line. It's just like a headdress. Guy with a head thing on. So everybody's like near death because Lucas Scarecrow was almost dead. Tin Man uh, Jack was almost dead. So Jack was dead. Jack was dead. Yeah, they bought some days. That was that was the plot of RoboCop. They waited for that hard to stop. <laughs> it's like, all right, technically it's a corpse. Let's get to work. Uh, does he have Does he have a living will? Nope. All right. DNR. <laughs> so yeah, so that would make sense like as far as how everybody got bought or bought came, you know, came around and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, that would be uh that would be neat if if Eamon turns out to be the, the lion and and then is teaming with the rest of those guys. So um but like preacher, I think it's going the preacher route where mm-hmm. We don't get the like Cam like pre, the preacher story of the comics. It's they're on the road, they're doing stuff, they're going from town to town, you know, doing doing different stuff. And we know the story of Oz is getting the Yellow Brick Road and all the adventures on the Yellow Brick Road. I, I think we're going to get to that point, and then the season's going to end. Right. Like, as soon as, like, oh, that's what season two is going to be. That, you know, the traditional, like, the story we're ne- we're used to, quote-unquote. However they decide to tell it in, on the TV version, but, you know, this is like, oh, okay. So I, 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 I kind of think that's where they're going. I don't think they'll do it, I don't, it'll be as egregious as, or as blatant that that's what they're doing as, as, uh, as preacher, and I mean by that because they'll do some of the things that we've we're familiar with as a as a team. I don't think they can wait till the literal last episode or two before that. But I think that's where they're going. I think we just get this adventure leading up to 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 that. Yeah. I don't know. I think I think it might be something where they kind of yada yada the actual interaction like off quote unquote to see the wizard and change it into something else like what is this beast forever what is the significance of Dorothy's role in this because I feel like for them just to go by canon for something like that at that point is lazy for them because they've been so creative so far with how everything's had a different slant on it so I just them, like, at the end of ten episodes, like, oh, man, we'll get to that wizard one day. <laughs> that, that'd be a little much. Uh, Especially considering as much traveling that everyone's just doing. I would anticipate they meet up at some point. 
Yeah. Because there's the the preview pictures or video from the first two episodes we saw where there is an interaction between Dorothy and West and Dorothy and the wizard. and Right. Well, next week there's going to be... <clears throat> I mean, if we're to believe the next week previously or, you know, coming up next time on, there's going to be... Uh... Right. West somehow gets her hands on her. Right. Is it because she's, you know, Eamon catches her? So, I mean, that's a lot. We can speculate till tomorrow, but... Right. Um, yeah. We have to just wait and watch on Friday night. So, so yeah. So, again, thumbs up for me. Um, really excited for episode five. Uh, can't wait for the lion to, to show up, and hopefully that... Uh, We'll get some lion action in the next episode or two. So, um, anything you're particularly looking forward to of how you know of uh, Wizard of Oz that they can do here? Uh, I think really just more Longwoodier, more of Tip as the woodsman. See, that's your because... idea of because for me, just being the movie guy, you know, there is no Langwoodier, there is no. Uh, Tip. Oh, I'm sorry, not Tip and the Woodsman, uh, Jack. I keep. Right, right, right. But still, you know, there <clears> is <throat> no there that that doesn't exist, and you know, with Dorothy and Toto and Judy Garland and all them. Uh, yeah, I I can't. Yeah, I'm just waiting for that damn lion. <laughs> I just yeah, I'm really excited. He better be good too. Whoever he is and however he's done, better be awesome. So, all right, that uh, does it for for us this week. Uh, appreciate everybody uh, listening in. Uh, feedback, feedback, feedback. Feedback is key. Feedback is how we uh, how we breathe. Basically, you can find the show on Twitter at South Congress. That's Congress with a K. Please, hit us up on Twitter. You can find my personal Twitter, at TravLord. And how can they find you on Twitter, uh, Rich? Uh, it'd be R, at r.deuce, R-D-O-T-D-E-U-C-E. And don't forget to hit us with the hashtag Emerald City, so we give them yes. love and the show some love. Yes. So, yeah, so if you talk to us on Twitter, hashtag Emerald City, feedback, 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 star ratings, Wherever you get, whether it's Stitcher or SoundCloud or iTunes, wherever you get your podcast from, be sure to uh, leave a rating and possibly a review, even if it's to say, hey, thumbs up, you know, thumbs in the middle, 8.5 show. Or if you want to put a whole paragraph's worth, of, you know, dissertation, you know, bunch of paragraphs, do that. Whatever uh, works for you. So, um,. Thanks for listening, everybody. Until next time, that's Rich Fan. I'm Travis Bryant. This has been an episode of the South Congress Fan by Fan Show. NBC's Emerald City. You don't make enough bread. So come on, you nigga, with God, goddamn. Damn, God, you're killing it. Should incorporate it, invest half a million in it. Rack cash, talk.
up with no villain in. Sounding like they virtual. This sort of hurt you, yo. Was the night before Christmas and my crib got robbed. They did a job. Took all the goodies up from under the tree. Except the CDs of shiny suit rappers and flossing MCs. Fail at taking it to rhyme the game. Hold on, whack pones, get no playing our homes. You need to not get happy with me, or else we gon' relax your mind. Let the conscience yo, free. Yo, where my Wall Street niggas if you're up in the stands? Go. To my women that'll throw their hands against their coke ass man. Go. Yo, if you never been shot or stabbed, Brick City, go. Fuck. Oh.